Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Yes, that's right, folks. This is actually 100% pre-recorded. I am not doing this live in front of anyone this time. Just because, Ao, you know, I missed I missed Thursday. There's been a bit of programming issues on my side of things, and I can go into that here in a second. But yeah, no, this is the first time I've done a podcast by myself in, I want to say, about three weeks, now that I think about it. Because, um, yeah, no, let me explain why it hasn't uh, really changed up. Like, I know I've been talking about a good couple of times now that I wanted to bring the Fox wife onto things. And really, it's my fault as to why that hasn't happened, because the biggest issue is when I'm trying to record to Wisdom, you know, I have to use my phone. You know, I could go through and get a Android emulator and set all that up, and honestly, that's what I'm thinking about doing, just because, you know, I finally figured out how I can go through on Sony Vegas, the program that I used to do all this on, and add different audio channels at the same time. So I had two different microphones working. You know, we the annoying part is, unfortunately, I have to face away from her to, or even any guest, to even be able to be like, okay, you know, here we go. Um, so, you know, I fear at times that because I like to mutter that I'm not going to be able to hear her 100%. But the problem is, or rather, she's not going to be able to hear me. But the real problem is, is getting it through to the Wisdomers. So, you know, what I'm trying to work on now is going on figuring out if I can do two different microphones on a certain emulator. And then if I can, I'm going to go ahead, set that up, plug in two different microphones, have, you know, whatever guests sit a little bit away from me. And then, you know, hey, finally start to bring in more, at least more of an MC type vibe to things where, you know, somebody introduces me. Or, you know, we have a little back and forth. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Howard Stern talk show. Like, yes, I know that's probably not the best person to think of, like, at the very top. But having that, you know, MC type person that's sitting in the back, really you have one person leading the conversation, doing their own thing, and then occasionally turning over and be like, show blah, 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 what's going on with you? What do you think about all this? And they you know, freak out, they're like, you could have given me more of a heads up, and just like, kind of, you know, more lighthearted than that, but you get what I'm going with, (laughs) but no, I'm not gonna lie, I have been dreading this review, mainly because I've been, I've been sitting on it for like two weeks now, and it's like, before I even get into that point, I'm gonna push it just a tiny bit further by apologizing, because, hey, to the YouTube uh, video watchers, Ayo, I am so sorry. I thought I had hit publish on videos up until this week, and I went in today to go work on it, and I'm like, wait a second, where's the videos from, like, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? Ayo, they weren't uploading, because I didn't hit the button, and that is entirely my bad. It was like, you know, I knew I did enough uh, VOD art to, you know, say, okay, you guys are good. I don't have to worry about it. I thought I went through before AWA and set all that up, but I just completely forgot to check. And, you know, with the boss being out this past week, rather from like Tuesday onward, I just have not had any time to sit down and work on stream stuff 
you know, it's been a lot of stuff that I've carried on to beyond work. And now that, um, and now that Juju is officially out of her job and about to get into a new gig, it was busy in that regard as well. A lot of fun. That was more of a busy fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love spending time with that woman as much as I can. And the fact that you guys allowed me to celebrate with her, I can't thank you enough. Um, but, you know, here we are about to start a new chapter of both of our lives because, you know, we're changing our schedules to best fit the jobs. I'm going to be able to start going to the gym again. Um, you know, we won't have as many restrictions on stream because, hey, now your boy doesn't have to drive off at, you know, nine o'clock every night to, well, not every night, but, you know, um, to go get her. So, hey, you know, she'll be a part of streams more, hopefully, um, as she feels more confident doing it. Of course, again, I'm going to subject or preface all of this with this is entirely up to her. You know, I would love to have her be a part of things she wants to, you know, help with editing more clips. And I could not be more appreciative to have somebody like that in my corner. You know, to have somebody who's willing to get into my hobbies to, you know, kind of develop some of their own. It really means the world. And I can't thank her enough for that. And I think she can hear me. I, Yeah, she can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> no so we're doing i'm doing this sunday hello i am completely taking off the veil um because ao your boy has been slacking here and there um it's like i said it's been a very busy week and so i am recording this while she's getting ready to go out for the day well we're supposed to be going out today together um i completely we're going to target you know, we're going to Yankee Candle. We're going to, uh, 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 baby, where are we going? Five below, yes. <laughs> huh? LA Fitness. Yeah, that's all right. I got to set up my new gym membership. <laughs> so, see, now you guys get to see how the MC commentary can go back and forth. She'll just be sitting in the room. And occasionally come on mic to answer the stupid question that I can't think of. <laughs> so I really hope you guys look forward to that. I am incredibly excited to develop this more with her. Just because as, you know, she's my best friend. She's my partner. And I love the fact that, you know, I can share something that I'm passionate with her with. So... That is how that one goes. Anyway, so yeah, um... One other thing, too, because I love pr pushing off the AWA review as much as I can while I'm still getting, you know, the thoughts in my head all together, is, hey, it's officially No Shave November. So, if you guys have not seen a stream here lately, now, you guys watching the YouTube VODs, you're not going to see it for a good couple of weeks. Um, but for those who have not seen a Twitch stream lately, your boy has gotten a pretty impressive beard thus far. Uh, I was hoping to, because I do have a uh, TikTok that I need to upload today. Uh, I was hoping in that same breath I would be able to record one and be able to, you know, disperse some of the dab man's, you know, pearls of wisdoms. The thing that inspired my pearls of wisdoms. No, I wanted to talk about some of the things that my dad had told me about. Because all in all, this is about raising, raising rather, awareness for cancer 
and getting those who both are, you know, first being detected by it, those who are living through it, those who've survived it, and, you know, grief counseling for everybody. Like, all the facets of cancer, you know, it's about getting the education, it's about getting the help, it's about spreading awareness, it's about, you know, doing as much early detection as you can, because as much as I hate to admit it, my dad might have lived if he was actually, you know, honest about getting his scannings and what insurance he had and so on and so forth. Again, that is a conversation for a whole different time, but I do want to take this moment to say, if you are interested, you don't have to help me directly, but I would love to hear that you guys um, went through and made a donation uh, to No Shave, uh, no Shave November. It would mean the world. And actually, you guys get to pick which beneficiary it goes to. I am currently and have always supported the LGBT uh, Cancer Awareness Fund just because, as you know, some of you are very well aware, some LGBT communities don't get the support they need because they go to the doctor and they're misgendered. They are, you know, looked down upon because of their sexual preferences. And honestly, they don't get the help that they deserve. When at the end of the day, we are all human. It doesn't matter what you are doing, what you've chose to do with your life, um, so long as it's legal. You know, I always hate that I have to preface that. But, you know, we're all human. This is our community. This is our world. Why then can we still continue to discriminate against the people that are just living their lives in the happy, like, with their own happiness? Why should we be angry against that? Ah, shit, now I'm starting to get heated about that. (laughs) No, seriously. That is why I always do the LGBT fund. Just so that way I know there is a resource out there that if any of my friends needed help, they would be there. Doesn't matter who or what you are, they are there to help. Yes, they are primarily LGBT, but they're also, you know, a younger mindset. Something that's easier to talk to, because I also feel like, you know, someone, you know, speaking for myself and speaking to, for, you know, people that are similar to me in the same age grade, like, hey, yo, some people straight up have the hardest time going to the doctors at all. Like, before two years ago, I had the hardest time going to the dentist just because I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't know how to make an appointment. Like, I had to Google how to make a dentist appointment. I had plaque all over my teeth. Like, thankfully, my teeth are perfectly fine for the most part. Uh, Never had a cavity, knock on wood. Never needed a filling, knock on wood. Um, I've been eating a shit ton of candy, so I would not be surprised if this year's the year. (laughs) But, you know, these are the questions. So, like, I never thought I'd have to ask. I always thought I'd have a parent to, you know, at least guide me on that. And for those who don't have that parental resource, myself included now, I just genuinely had no clue how to make a dentist appointment. I tried to go to my old children's pediatrics. I was just like, hey, can I make a dentist appointment here? Because I remember them being in the same building. And they're like, oh, no, you got the wrong office. I'm like, oh, shit, my bad. So I called the, you know, children's dentist. And they're like, how old are you? I'm like, uh, 27. And they're like, oh, no, we we can't work with you. You have to get an actual dentist. I'm like, God, fuck. Hey, yo, what? <laughs> so, 
No, it was a whole to-do. Honestly, I didn't know what kind of prices I need to be looking into. I didn't know, like, what was in care, out of care, how insurance would impact any of it. I was asking so many stupid questions. And thankfully, you know, my dentist that I got with at that point, you know, was really local and was straight up with me. Because, hey, I just, I apologize so many times the first time I went just because I don't have the resource. I didn't have the resources. So that's why it's so important to me to enable, you know, other people who need help, who need this advice. You know, that was just making a dentist appointment. I could not imagine going through and being like, uh, so how do I get a colonoscopy? You know, how do I, you know, what are the early, uh, symptoms you know, can I get a scan at this age? So on and so forth. What can I cover with my insurance? Like, all that shit. None of that is ever given to us. It's always a fight. And just knowing that there's a resource out there makes me feel a little bit better. You know, and I hope, you know, you all will join me in working with No Shave November to help fund that. Speaking of which, I, you know... We've talked about funding, and honestly, I don't have a good uh, changeover from, you know, talking about charities I'm passionate about. So let's talk about conventions that I used to be passionate about, you know? <laughs> oh, man. So let me be real with y'all. I've been going to Anime Week in Atlanta since 2013, I think. I, you know, I, now that I say that, I might have to go back and double check my uh, badges, but I'm almost positive because my first convention was Dragon Con 2012, and I'm almost positive I went to Anime Week in Atlanta 2013 because I just fell, I fell in love with Kong culture. Like, I don't think anybody can ever truly explain what Kong culture is unless you've gone to a con yourself. You know, and honestly, I, I love cons. I still, to this day, like, even though I don't watch a lot of anime, I still love going to conventions just because you're in a spot with a bunch of like-minded people. You know, I love the fact that I get to go to business conventions. You know, I get to stay out uh, for a couple of days at different locations and learn a whole bunch of shit and be around people that are doing similar jobs to me. But I can't tell you how, you know, relieving it is. How relaxing it is. Being in front of, you know, other fans of, you know, the same media you are. You know, mind you, I will always say, above all else nowadays, I'm more of a manga reader than an anime watcher. You know, I've kind of been working on both more and more as the days have gone by. But I, you know, am always excited to go to Anime Week in Atlanta, MomoCon, SeishinCon, just to name a few. You know, I've always stayed with the Georgia Cons for the most part, just because, you know, it's cheaper. Um, at least for the most part, not anymore. It's gone up so much in price. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like, I just have made so many friends and so many memories at conventions. Like, I had a whole podcast episode talking about con stories. I could easily do another three episodes talking about con stories. We've had, you know, Twitch streams all about con stories. And it's like, yes, these are my vacations. 
just because like work in itself is always so difficult to walk away from a hundred percent that being local, like if God forbid something went wrong with the company, I'm able to get my ass over there quickly enough. I am a hundred percent fine with that, you know, but yeah, no, the, oops, sorry. Uh, these are my vacations essentially, you know, these are the times of years that I always book off just because, you know, I'm always excited to be a part of them. And the thing is, is I genuinely wasn't fully impressed with Anime Week in Atlanta this year. And, you know, I'm going to go into the details way more, but the overall big issue about it was it was just way too fucking crowded. You know, and that's the thing, all right? If you've ever gone to an anime convention, there are two things you need to expect. One is unshowered people. You're going to smell some scents of which you never want to smell. You know, you you read the Reddit posts, you read the 4chan posts, you read the Twitter posts, all about stinky motherfuckers. Ayo. Some of those people, like, you will be in so many lines for so many different things. You will absolutely run into somebody that has not shaved their, or has not washed their balls in like fucking weeks and they reek. And it's just like that easily is one of the worst parts to con for me is you just you catch these people and it's just like you don't even have to look at them. They're like it's almost as if their shadow behind them is emulating that smell. So you just smell in the air as they walk by. It's just like, oh god, like. I I had to laugh because the first person that we caught that whiff from, you know, I looked over at Juju because this was her first con. You know, this was her first anime con. And honestly, I wanted it to be the best that it could be for her. And, you know, when that first whiff came through in the air, I just looked over at her. I'm like, welcome to the con. <laughs> but no, unwashed motherfuckers is problem number one. Problem number two is, you know, and I don't know the best way to say it, so I'm just going to come out and say it. It's people that have no social awareness, you know, or at least spatial awareness. Because, you know, as this is one massive clusterfuck of people all in the same room or all in the same, you know, area, People always stop and be like, oh, hey, I want to take your picture. I need, we, let's take a picture. And they just decide to stop in the middle of traffic. You know, imagine, if you will, you're trying to, you know, cross intersections. And some fucker, some, like, you know, Instagram model or something is just in the middle of the road taking photos. You would fuck up traffic for so many different people. Cause accidents, even. That's what happens at these cons. And hey, yo, it's not, you know, as bad as a car accident, but people are bumping into each other. It's all cramped. Some people are bumping into tables. Some people are knocking things down just because, hey, yo, you wanted to take a photo and you didn't want to merge off the side of the road and, you know, take in the back area. It's stupid. And it's like in this year of this, like of cons and just in general, why it's not common sense to be like, oh, hey, yo. You know, I want to take your photo. Can we walk down to this hallway real quick and, you know, just take a quick photo or two? I don't get, like, also, you know, oh, my God, I'm starting to get heated. <laughs> um, also, also, I am still completely surprised that these cons don't have, like, photo-sanctioned areas. 
You know, yes, I'm aware that there's a couple of spots around the con grounds that you can go to and take photos at and where they highly encourage you to take photos at. Yes, I'm fully aware of those. But at the same time, at the actual con themselves, or itself, you know, where where exactly are you supposed to take photos? You know, is there a spot? Why aren't there more spots? Because the biggest problem with Anime Week in Atlanta is it was way too fucking crowded. There were so many people, and they keep trying to stuff us into the same location. Like, this place... Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm going to jump across a whole bunch of different things here. And I'm fully going to preface this. This may not be the longest podcast ever, because I can only be hot for so long about something before I'm like, you know what? Alright, I gotta stop. But I truly don't understand why, like, after all these different years of cons, that we still deal with the same problems, you know? Like... One thing I will fully give Anime Week in Atlanta credit for is they truly did try to go through and kind of, you know, stop the spread of COVID. Like, this is probably the first year in a long time I have not gotten Concrud. Which, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's basically the residual ick that goes around the con. Like, somebody comes to the con sick, they're coughing on a bunch of people, they're sneezing, they're touching a bunch of shit, and, you know, of, of course you end up getting sick. This is the first year I have not gotten con crud to some degree ever, you know? <laughs> and again, I've been going to conventions now for at least 10 years, I want to say, give or take, you know, depending on how you do the math for COVID. But, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm just amazed that even though, yes, they did a lot of stuff to, you know, prevent, you know, COVID spreading, like mask mandate was a thing. You had to have a negative test before you can enter. If you came without a negative test, they sent you outside to take a negative test. Like, I will give all credit to where credit is due. They are amazing about that front. I don't understand, though, why, you know, we ended up being so bunched together at times. Like, that's the thing. If you have never gone to a con and you've never been a part of, like, an Alice or an Artist Alley or a Dealer's Hall, like, you have not experienced the hell it can be trying to navigate through people that are both stopped on both sides that are stopping on both sides and then you barely have a sliver of like people to get through it sucks and that's the thing is every year as anime becomes more and more mainstream it becomes like a bigger bigger issue you know back in the day when cons were smaller and you know it's just a couple of dedicated weebs here and there coming through and dressing up in their favorite animes. Like, it was so much easier. And I'm not trying to make, like, the older times sound elitist by any means. But it's just like, and, you know, again, I'm not even trying to do the whole, you know, anime was cooler when it wasn't cool. You know, stupid mentality. Because it's just like, you know, I feel as though the whole point of conventions is to spread the joy and the excitement and the love that we have for animation, for manga, for Japanese culture, you know, at least for the anime cons in general. And, you know, when it continues when it continues to grow and be more popular and be more accepted. Like, hey, yo, I really want to point out, these kids that go over to Spirit Halloween and f- can find, like, a full Naruto setup or a full Bleach setup, they have it fucking lucky, yo. <laughs> like, I remember... Being so surprised when I went to um, 
when I was in college even, or even when I was in high school, there was a store in a nearby mall where I lived at the time called Nico Nico, which was just like an anime store, you know, where they sold plushies and shit. I was so surprised. You know, I never seen that shit before. Now they're basically in every fucking mall in America. And it's just like, hey, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. You can find anime stores in almost every state. But, hey, yo, y'all have it so lucky, man. <laughs> like, cons. Cons truly used to be the only time where you could get your hands on a lot of this shit. And let me, ooh, okay. Ooh, your boy. Your boy's getting so heated right now. All right, so I don't think I've ever talked about this on podcast, but I truly despise resellers, okay? I am fully about people creating their own art and, you know, putting a little bit of extra stuff that is related to your stuff on your marketplace. I think that's a smart move because not only are you, you know, gaining track or traffic from people who are interested in the other thing that you've put up, but you are, oh, excuse me, also bringing traffic to your own stuff and hopefully gaining a new, you know, a new fan out of like, say for example, say for example, okay. I had a grocery store, and in that grocery store, I sold video games, like video games that I have made, okay? Actually, no, let's take that back just a tiny bit. Instead of a grocery store, I ran a video game store, and I sold, you know, McDonald's, you know, hamburgers or some shit on the side. Like, hey, when you're coming through browsing my games, I have, you know, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches, some burgers, whatever, so people that are hungry know, oh, hey, you know, I can get food at Plumes' Emporium of Games, but, <laughs> God, imagine if that was a fucking sign for something. But no, I could get food from Plumes' Emporium of Games, and then, oh, yo, he's got video games there. I think I'm going to buy a couple of them. Like, that, that's fine. I am fully about that. I think it's smart to have candy and shit for Halloween and be and using that as like, hey, if you come look at my table, I'll give you some free candy. That's smart. But the thing that annoys the shit out of me is when we got home, okay? When we got home, now mind you, we spent a considerable amount of money. I think, you know, when you go to these conventions, you plan to spend a good chunk. And it always, always, always on your first con, you will spend more than you will ever realize. Because... I will fully admit this. On my first con, I spent like 500, 600 bucks on like imports and games and just a bunch of stupid shit that honestly is just collecting dust now on, you know, in my collections of games. Like, I'm going to be entirely upfront. Uh, and I've said this before anime cons were where I want or where I went to get my Japanese PSP games and practice my Japanese back in the day. Ah, man, good old times, but, hey, yo, when we got back home, we decided we were going to look up and see, you know, what a bunch of these, you know, plushes and stuff that we bought were, because that's the thing, not all of them are handmade, you know, not everything, and that's the thing, it's like, if you know the price of something, you know, to some degree, you're willing to haggle, because, you're like, oh, well, you know, I could buy this $65 off of Amazon or, you know, uh, right stuff or any other anime type location and, you know, have it in a couple of weeks. 
or I could buy it here at this con for 75 have it right in my hands. Like, that shit's negotiable. I think if you're doing a little bit like that, you know, yes, you're not making as much money, but you're not also, you know, ripping off your customers, which, you know, I get that is kind of the big thing about convention sellers. They want people who don't know the true price of these, like, items to come up and be like, oh, is that, you know, the Tamamo no Mei from Fate? You're selling it for $400? Wow, I'm going to buy it from you. I guess that's how much figures go for. When in reality, that figure is like 50 bucks. Now, mind you, I don't think there's that many, you know, exaggerations on things, but... We did find, and we did get hit with a couple of them. Now, mind you, handmade shit, things that people have rented out, I am entirely fair with paying whatever you want to pay or whatever you want to put on your price for if I like it that much. You know, I think if you are an artist and you're doing your hustle, by all means, do what you have to do. But for the companies that come out and it's like, oh, we have these plushy long cats they're so soft and so lovable. Like, I'm not going to lie. Long Cat was easily one of the best purchases from the con. But Long Cat was like $65. We went home. <laughs> we went home and looked up Long Cat. Long Cat plushies. We found them for $13. And, like, the funny part was, you know, in a lot of these sellers, and yes, you know, it's the supply and the demand hustle of things, sure. But with a lot of these sellers, Juju was able to be like, oh, I've seen this on, you know, Mercari. I've seen this on, you know, Etsy. I've seen this on, you know, anywhere else. Alibaba. Just for, like, pennies off the dollar for what some of these people were asking for. Like, we went past this jewelry stand. And Juju looks at it. And she's like, oh, I've seen this for, like, $5. And they're wanting, like, 40 And it's like, yes, I fully understand, you know, the mentality of, you know, you go to a con, you expect to spend a bunch of money, you're fine with spending that much money because you see it, you're, you know, in a crowd of busy people, and you're just trying to, you know, motivate as many sales, or get as many sales as you can, but, you know, you see the shit, and you're like, oh, this is so cool, I've already been swiping my card anyway, yeah, what's another 40 bucks? And I don't think many people will go home and be like, oh man, I I wonder how much this really was, and look up what they found, and just be shocked that they got fucking ripped off, you know, but, and that that is kind of my big, you know, red flag for congoers, like, hey yo, be mindful, like, yes, it's cool as shit, like, I'm not gonna lie, I bought a Hamtaro plushie, I fucking love me some goddamn Hamtaro, I don't care how much that fucker <laughs> like seeing Hantaro merch in this in like 2022 just blows my mind. And I was talking to the seller for a little bit uh, because you know, for those of you who know Sea Dog VA, uh, in his last you know Crane Game video with Sid Snap Gigix's wife, um, she won or I think one of them won the Hantaro plush. Because it's the new hot market item in Japan. You know, they only make Hamtaro merch every five years or so. That's what the seller was telling me. And you know what? That sounded about right. Because there was a considerable amount of Hamtaro stuff. Mind you, it wasn't, you know, boatloads of shit. It was like a shirt here. 
you know, a couple of plushies there, a figure here. It wasn't much. But as somebody that's a fa- like still a Hantaro fan, like Hantaro is probably how I got into anime more times than not because I didn't realize it was anime at the time. I just liked little hamsters and big fucking adventures. Okay, but <laughs> oh man, hey yo. So no, outside of that, outside of the dealers hall, it was just again way too fucking crowded. You know, we, trying to go anywhere, you could not find a place to sit worth a damn. You know, we were trying to go in and play games, like, we got a couple of board games. And, like, to give credit to Anime Week in Atlanta, they have sanctioned off, like, three rooms of chairs for people to play board games or whatever. But one D&D session could take up a whole fucking table, you know? And I will also say this, it was thanks to, you know, the game room's or at least the board game rooms, that I was able to run into my buddy Eric. I was able to run into my buddy Lee. Like, I have not seen either of those fuckers since college. And that in itself was super cool, because that, again, like, to swap things over from the bad to the positive, that's why I love conventions. You see people that you don't see anywhere. You know, friends that you've made across the years, like, that continue to go to conventions, that's cool as shit. Now, am I thankful that I didn't run into, you know, he who should not be named? Oh, for sure. You know, but still a part of me wanted to go see him because, Ayo, I haven't seen this fucker in, like, five years. I want to know how he's doing. Not because, like, I'm concerned about his well-being or anything like that, but I just want that closure. Just to know, okay, you know, if I stuck around, that would not have been the smart idea. Or, you know, if I, uh you know, moved out earlier than what I did, or so on and so forth. Just a whole bunch of things. I just want to know this fucker's alive and breathing. That is it. (laughs) Anyway. No. Cons are an amazing, you know, melting pot of all these different people. You make so many different friends. Like, for my buddy Dio, he absolutely loves cons because it's like a family reunion for him. And, you know, to people that go and celebrate friendships, to... Those who go out and hang out with friends and just have plans to just dip shit around both the con, go back to a hotel, and then, you know, play games or go out somewhere. Like, that is the best part of conventions. I do not know a single person, at least in my immediate friend group. Maybe there are people out there, and if you're one of these people, absolutely let me know. But I do not know a single person who goes to conventions only for the panels or only for the events. You know, like, I I had a lot of people, like, that I used to hang out with back in the day that would go for specific panels, but they wouldn't, like, that wasn't just why they were going to the con. They didn't get, like, a four-day pass just to sit in for, like, two-hour panels and then leave. You know, it was always, oh, you know, we're all going to meet up as friends. Let's look at the schedule. Ooh. Completely forgot about the schedule, guys, and now that I remember it, I'm about to go off. <laughs> like, I really well go to go back real fast. Um I just for most of my experiences and for most of the people that I get to talk to, it's just, hey, we're all gonna be meeting up at this convention, let's hang out, let's leave the work shit at home. Let's leave our problems aside. Let's drink. Let's be merry. Like, that is 
easily one of the number one reasons why I love Anime Week in Atlanta is because they fully, like, they are all about the adult, you know, lifestyle. You know, I don't... Now that I've said it like that, it sounds like there's mass orgies going on. And, you know, I'm sure if I Googled, you know, Anime Week in Atlanta orgies, I could probably find a couple of parties going on that's like, oh, yeah, no, just come on in. Here's the door. This is what the door looks like. Like, I I joke about it. But there was one point where Juju and I, like, whenever we needed a break and we needed to recharge our social batteries a bit, uh, Juju and I would look out over a crowd of people like, that was the nice thing about the Renaissance Waverly, where this con was hosted for the most part, is you could go up, like, 15 floors and just look over a balcony and get so many different views of all the different people. Like, I fully recommend, if you go to Anime Week in Atlanta, okay, go to the third floor, hang out, there's not as many people, like, walking around up there. Getting on the, like, on and off the elevators was fucking hell. Like, I hated that. And I think... You know, that's going to lead to another problem that I'm going to bring up later on. But again, that all kind of all attributes to being overcrowded. Like, the fire marshal came so many fucking times. I cannot, you know, stress how crowded this thing was. You know, because, and this is, again, pure bullshit by any means necessary on this part. Where, you know, for the walk-in lines, okay? Because we showed up on Thursday. And I know I'm jumping between topics here, but we showed up on Thursday. We got there relatively early. I took a couple of photos of it. You can find it at Phantasma Plumes on Twitter, but I took a couple of photos of early day one, you know, or as a lot of people call it day zero Thursday, um, photos of just like the convention area. It was near completely empty. And of course, as time went on, you know, more people filled it up, but the hallway or not the hallway, the line for the pre-order line, like the pre-registration where you went through, you went online, you paid less and, you know, saved a good chunk of money by doing that. Like, that line took an hour on Thursday to get through. That line had gone all the way out, like, all the way out the initial line structure that they had. And then it made another five or six lines. And, you know, when the con got really bad, that line got to at least ten. Ten different lines. And, um, ten different, like, snake tail-like lines. And then it went all the way around the con. Like, the second floor where you can still get to some things. People were all the way around. It was stupid as hell. I don't understand. Like, again, they only had, like, four people working the pre-reg line. There was, like, two people working the walk-in line. But there was no walk-ins. Like, at some point, I understand, like, the technology between the two different sides is a little bit different. And you can only get so many resources. But people were using their own phones to scan this shit. You know, I sat there and I was like, why are we doing this like this? You're bottlenecking your whole conference from starting. And, like, anybody that had a panel early in the day Thursday had, like, nobody in there. Because, hey, yo, the con hadn't officially started yet. Because everybody was still in line. It was hell. 
No, and I felt bad for anybody that had to go through that line. Like, there were some people that were waiting in line for, like, upwards to 20, 30, 40 minutes. And then the fire marshal comes through and says, hey, you guys got to disperse. And AWA did nothing about that. And that in itself was a big-ass issue. You know, again, and, you know, I can bring this into a life lesson really easily in the sense of, you know, when you are exceeding your capacity, you need to grow. You need to break out of your comfort zone. You need to explore more what you can do instead of making everybody else suffer by your limitations. Like, it's a big thing in systems management where if you have a clear bottleneck, if your system is not running at capacity, like, yes, I am unfortunately one of the bastards that had to, you know, manage what you, like, build what you can with what you got. I understand that philosophy. But at the same time, the convention has been growing year after year, making more and more money. Like, I truly believe it would not be that hard to move the con to another location. Unless there's some underlying contract or something that's been keeping them there. Because honestly, you know, we're sitting here. We're still debating whether or not we want to go next year. You know, I think Juju and I have talked about it a couple of times now. And we may avoid Saturday altogether. Because Saturday is the busiest day. Short and sweet. That's when people are showing up for the rave. People are showing up for, you know, parties and shit that's going on around the rave. Pre-gaming. Like, all of that, I fully understand. In fact, they actually ran out of one-day passes, you know. They were like, oh, hey, we're officially sold out. You know, you can still buy a two-day pass, though. Which, that in itself is scummy as hell. You know, I think they knew that the one-day passes would run out, and they decided to upcharge. And it's like, yes, make your money however you need to, but at the same time, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Because that's the thing, too is I think more people are coming out for the convention nowadays for the party aspect of it, which is fine. You know, people, that's the cool thing about AWA, is usually anytime you went into the hotel center, the hotel plaza, you would find a dance circle. People are always dancing. But here's the thing, too, is that's not Anime Weekend Atlanta sponsored. That's somebody like that's somebody with a speaker coming in there and playing music. That's somebody with a whole DJ set setting up, you know. And that's the thing too is when we were waiting in line, there was no music, no nothing. Like Anime Weekend Atlanta does the bare minimum, gets you the spot to be like, okay, you guys can hang out, have fun, and puts a couple of cops around, and that's it, you know. And again, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, you're going to have to make your own experience on these things. You know, if you're friendly and you're talkative and you can make friends real quick, you're going to have a blast. You're going to run into a group of people and have a whole ass party. Like, I didn't get to finish saying this, but when Juju and I were on like the third floor, people watching behind us, there was a door that had like uh, police tape on it that was like, the party's here. Ha ha ha. And the door was unlocked. Like, ayo. I guarantee you I could have walked in that bitch and walked out a different man. (laughs) But no, ultimately, you know, the con desperately needs to expand out somewhere, some way. And, like, the crazy part of it is, too, is the surrounding areas were nowhere near as busy as they usually are. 
Like, everybody was staying in the con. Everybody was paying for, like, the overpriced food. Like, get this shit. Okay? I was I was really trying to ignore this shit, but I can't ignore it anymore. We were getting... We got, like, Powerade, right? We got Powerade maybe twice. Just because there wasn't much water at the con. And I didn't feel like, you know, bringing Hydro... Like, I didn't have a bag to carry Hydro homie around with me most of the time. And I wasn't going to make Juju carry him around. So... And really, I wanted to keep them in the car because I had like a 45-minute drive in and a 45-minute drive out. So all that I do not care about. I had fun. I had a blast. Um, but I get thirsty, you know, and I didn't want soda because that would only just fuck with me more. Because as I'm talking with a bunch of people, you know, and having all these different conversations, my voice would get tired. You know, thankfully, I will fully attribute the podcast to allowing me to talk for much longer than I used to be able to because in like the podcast and the stream both in the same breath because ayo you know I've been able to be more talkative I've been able to build up my vocal cords and my vocal stamina so it doesn't bother me as much anymore but when I'm walking around the con and I'm talking and talking and talking and I don't have water next to me you know it does it does start to mess with me like I've in Included so much water into my daily diet of things that if I don't have water at least once a day, I start getting all fucky wucky. But you know, and that's the medical term. <laughs> but you know, we went and bought a Powerade and some Skittles, like the share, like the shareable pack of Skittles. These things cost maybe two dollars at the gas station, maybe three. You know, I I'd even go on a limb and say four dollars. But a Powerade is usually two bucks. You would expect this to be $6. Ayo, they wanted 20 They wanted like $18 and tip for this shit. And it's at the hydration state. This place knows how to upcharge the fuck out of people. And that's why I really want to, you know, as I start rounding down everything. Because I, I haven't even talked about, like, the panels and stuff. Because some of the panels, like, we went into one or two. <laughs> one or two only. But... The panel lineup was shit. Like, and don't get me wrong, okay? I fully understand that not every panel is going to be for me. But, like, you know, I know people, like, I talked to some people at the con that had submitted ideas that got them rejected. But there was, like, five boys love, you know, BL panels, sometimes, like, back to back. And just, like, where is this market for this stuff? Who's going in there? And just, I felt bad. I felt bad for other, you know, content creators who wanted to spread the, like, whatever message they wanted to do. Because they're also, like, I will say this entirely up front. I don't think this con was fully, like, as well planned as it should have been. I think there's definitely a couple of exclusions made here and there. For some of the live talent that was coming through. Like it was really cool. You know to see Burnout Generation came through. There was a K-pop group that was relatively new. That came across from Korea. Demon Dice came through. I got to watch her perform for a little while. Like seeing these people. And interacting with all these different people. Like it was cool as shit seeing that. But it definitely seemed as though. They had made you know, their schedule to adhere to the guest more than, you know, the people attending. 
because there were definitely times, like, for example, the rave, which I found out this interesting bit. The fire marshal will not let them call it a rave because of how many people actually show up to that thing. So it's a big legality. I think they've gotten past that, though. But the rave usually starts at 10 a.m. Or not 10 a.m., 10 p.m., maybe 9 p.m. You know, usually earlier in the night so that way, you know, younger kids can go in, do their shit, and go. And it's not a big problem. But they didn't start until 12.30 this year. That in it, Now, mind you, the main DJ, Teddy Lloyd, that was going to be performing, was also performing with Demon Dice. Like, he was her main DJ. Which, by all means, it was cool as shit to see them both interacting on stage. And, you know, just seeing him being a part of the atmosphere. Like, seeing so many Demon Dice fans. As a Demon Dice fan myself... Like, mind you, I'm not to the level that they are, but seeing all that and talking with some of these people and interacting with some of them, it was cool. I really liked that part. But for the people that don't know who Demon Dice is, who couldn't care less, like, that just doesn't seem like a smart way to plan your shit, you know? And it's like, I get it. Saturday is the money-making day. That is when you want to put your best of the best ahead. But, like, the panels this year, just none of them seemed interesting. At least to me. And, you know, I... Am I thinking about submitting a panel next year? Yeah, I might. I think I am very well might. I also want to volunteer. Because, you know, again, I've been going to cons for, like, 10 plus years. It would be cool to see how the other side of it works. Seeing the build-up and the takedown. And, you know, use some of my more... Or use some of the vacation time I have. To actually plan this shit and have fun with and like meet a bunch of different people. Like, cause that was the thing too. I had the amazing opportunity to talk to somebody, which I need to text her. It's been like a week. Um, but having the amazing opportunity to talk with somebody who's worked at the con from like 15 years back. That shit, when like it was a super small con, that shit was cool. And get to talk about like some of the drama that happened. And, like, you know, the family aspect of it. Like, seeing somebody so passionate about the con. That was cool as shit. And I wanted to be like that. Because I'll be entirely upfront. Yes, I'm 27. I'm about to be 28. And I'm four. Oh, my God. I'm going to be 28 in fucking two weeks. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, but, no, I know I'm getting older. And I know the con demographic. Like, I'd also say this. Anime Week in Atlanta's con demographic is probably still, like, I'm probably easily in the median age. Because you see people walking around there that are in their 30s. You see people walking around there that are young 20s. Like, it it feels nice to be in the same group of people and being able to talk to a bunch of people and, like, be able to make friends. That shit in itself was cool. That said, it still was just way too overcrowded. You know, and that's... A, and I will say this too, like being able to cosplay with Juju for the first time, I way back when, if you guys remember, I did a Little Mac cosplay. That was the only cosplay I did, and I thought I would be done with cosplaying ever since. Just because like it was a like it was an exhausting experience. This year I did three cosplays. You know, mind you, I only went to the con as two, and I saved one for stream on Monday where I was Cosma. But I went as Tom Nook to be with her Coco. People recognized us. When she went as Makoto from Persona 5, 
People were taking photos with her. It was cool. I got to see my sweet girl, you know, build confidence and be and like be excited to be there and be happy. Like the first photo, sure, was a little, you know, she didn't know how to pose. But as time went on, she just got this sense of confidence that I feel like the con, like only the con can really imbue because these are people that you don't know that were like, oh my God, I love your cosplay. Can I take a photo of you? The last photo that I got of her in that Makoto cosplay, sitting on the edge, like by all the plants, oh my God. Oh, that woman looks great with some confidence to her. She looks great as is, but hey, yo, seeing that smile, like, yeah, I'm Makoto Persona 5. Like, I was so proud of her. But anyway, no, to kind of bring it all back, like, I really think the con either needs to expand out more, because, like, that was the thing, too. One of my favorite things about con is going to the game room and playing on the arcade uh, machines for free. And there was no fucking way in hell I was ever going to play any of those games. It was so packed. There's so many people cluttered around the so few machines. And of course you have like the industry people sitting out on the far side. Now I will admit. I will fully admit. Somebody had brought in like a VR exhibition and they were like, oh, yeah, here's all the games you can play. And they had, like, people in, bo- in like, taped-off spots, like, tape on the ground. And you just see these people. Like, it's the funniest shit seeing people try and interact with VR stuff. Like, just in regular settings. That shit had us rolling. But you had, like, Brawlhalla had a whole corner section of the room that people weren't really using because Brawlhalla isn't that great of a game. I'm sorry. I'll be the one to say it. Fuck. Um, you know, it's just another platform fighter that's based out of Atlanta, I think. So, you know, yes, it's cool to see the ATL get some representation in the gaming sphere, but at the same time, like, you're, you're not, it's not that great of a game. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure people will flame me on that one, you know, and I played it for a fair while too, but it's just like all the microtransactions and all they've put into the game. It's just like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Thanks. Ah, man, it tries to be a Smash fighter type. But anyway, no, the crappiest part, though, is they had, like, all these different new arcade games, but because they had so few of them, people were all crowded up inside them. Like, I will... This is another point for, you know, Momocon. Momocon has so many fucking machines. They pair up with Southern Fried Gaming to bring a bunch of retro arcade games out. So if you wanted to be in the arcade, you could actually dick around and play in the arcade and have fun. What we ended up doing is there's a round one, maybe a quarter mile across the street, you know, half a mile at most. We would walk across, and that was the thing too, is, and I've said this before, a lot of people were staying within the con, which was so stupid because across the way there's a mall where you could get much cheaper food. Across the way, there's round one where you could play the same games that you're trying to uh, queue up for. And different, better games, I would even go to say. Uh, You know, for, yeah, a couple of bucks. You know, you're attached directly to the battery. Which, for sports fans, that's a pretty big spot for the Atlanta Braves. You know, it's like a mini, mini little town filled with, like, all these different restaurants. I didn't see jack shit from people at the con going over to the battery and that blew my fucking mind because the battery is cool 
that's where we parked every time. Mind you, parking ran us like 30 bucks a day because with the battery, it's like, oh, you know, uh, if you stay there for zero to three hours, it's free. Three to six, it's 10. You know, six to nine, it's, you know, 20. And then some, I'm getting the denominations wrong, but it's like basically 12 hours onward, you're paying 30 bucks. Like 12 hours to a day, $30. But at the same time, that's still cheaper than a hotel. Now, I will say this to anybody that wants to go to a con of that size, you absolutely need a plan to get a hotel room. Like, yes. Some of the overflow hotels, like, mind you, the con has built up a bunch of hotels, or not, rather not the con, but the city has built a bunch of hotels near that convention center, because that convention center gets used year-round, and not everybody's going to fit in the Renaissance Waverly. They understand that. You know, you have the Sheraton, you have Hilton's left and right all over the place, you have stuff within the Battery you can go stay at, like, all in all, there's a shit ton of hotels, but you definitely... (laughs) You definitely need to get a hotel for that convention because that was the one thing that we kept thinking about was like, oh, well, we're tired. We could go over to, you know, or we could go rest in the car for a little bit and then go somewhere else. Or like we would think about, you know, going to the rave. Well, the rave is at 1230, you know, and it's already like 10 o'clock. Like, what are we going to do for two hours? Because unfortunately, the con, you know, outside of the panels that weren't that great. The arcade that you couldn't really access because it was so busy, you know, later in night, even though this was like a 24-hour con, quote-unquote, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch to do at the con. It was the stuff you brought or you bought, you know. And I will say this. They brought in somebody that made, like, the Persona 5 fan game and a couple other fan games. Talking to him and playing board games, that was cool as shit. Like, we went into Saturday kind of ho-hum. And we ended up picking up an amazing game that I'm still excited to play with the Fox Wife. Like, maybe we'll play around tonight, hopefully. Um, but we, like, had to build our own con experience more and more. And it's like, it's not, it's not a fault of the con itself. Because you have to appeal to a wide demographic. But, like, the thing that really caught me off guard was there was apparently a maid cafe. There was apparently a maid cafe down the like down one of the hallways that nobody ever put signs up for. You know, there were th- like events going on that nobody knew about because, you know, and that was the thing too is on Thursday they weren't ready. They absolutely weren't ready. They were still setting shit up. And you know, I really had to wonder maybe they didn't get as many volunteers this year. I don't know. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But I think this is probably a good spot for me to start wrapping it up. So no, all in all, I really did have fun. I'm excited to go again next year. And you know, yes, I am going to submit a panel or two. I want to do a panel on becoming a podcaster. I want to do a panel on, you know, building your brand. And, you know, I guess just having more fun and being realistic. Like, I think... You know, how to stay happy as a content creator is definitely a thing that needs to be talked about. And I didn't see anything like that in the panel or at the con. Also, one last little tidbit. If anybody from Anime Week in Atlanta is listening to this, Ayo, give out a fucking physical schedule. Like, I... Oh, my God. So, 
you know, when you were in there, when you're a part of that, there's no fucking, like, there's no way you're getting data in or out. I had AT&T. I have 5G. I'd have bars. I could not move any traffic in or out. And that was easily the worst part because Anime Week in Atlanta expects you to use this app, like a WebEx app, to, you know, go through and keep up with the schedule because the schedule they give you off the rip is just some bullshit abridged series that's like, oh, these are the things we think you're going to be interested about. So, so many people have panels that, like, nobody really knew about. And I felt bad for that. I saw that. Like, before I went through and made this, you know, started recording, I looked through at some of the reviews, and I was just like, yeah, nobody knew. Nobody knew. And it's also funny. If you go on to the Anime Week in Atlanta Facebook page, there's apparently a bot that's hitting it and giving it five-star reviews, saying that it was a brokerage. So, you know, that, that that's, a, that's a fucking thing. <laughs> but all in all, I've talked to Juju about it, and, you know, her score was like a 6 out of 10. It would have been a 9 out of 10, but it was way too crowded. For me, it was a 7 out of 10. Because I got to see a bunch of friends that I never got to, like, I haven't seen since college. I got to buy a couple of really cool things. You know, the merch was really cool. But I think my favorite part of this entire con was being able to walk around with Juju. And, you know, being costume. And just have, like, a really chill time. Like... I know I've made the comment a number of times to her where it was like, this is nice. Like, even though this is hell, this is nice because I don't have to worry about work. I don't have to worry about, you know, finances. Everything's taken care of for the first time in a while. Let's just breathe, relax, and have fun. So I still think, even though some of them are bullshit at times, I do think cons will continue to be my vacation. But, ah. Jesus, I can't believe I went for an hour. I thought I was only going to be going for this for like 30 minutes. But I I am curious, though, for anybody who, you know, has their own con stories, definitely send them in my way. I want to read them. I want to, you know, laugh at you. (laughs) No, I mean laugh with you. (laughs) But, guys, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, soon to be YouTube, and now Wisdom. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, you lovable fucking weebs. Bye bye